Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On the Science Revolution this week, we have Dr. Justin Frank, MD. He's here on the psychology of authoritarianism. We'll be taking a deep dive into the mind of authoritarianism, where and how the authoritarian mind begins, and Dr. Frank ties the mind of the authoritarian followers to Donald Trump and the whole mess there. Plus, the vaccine effort has failed. Can it be fixed, or should we just do the one-shot approach? Stay tuned. Dr. Justin Frank is with us. He is a psychiatrist, a MD, a psychoanalyst, clinical professor, Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science at George Washington University. Dr. Frank, I, I wanted to ask you about sociopathy and psychopathy and where Donald Trump falls on that spectrum and, and how that impacts society at large. And why is it that experts on sociopathy and psychopathy suggest that psychopaths and sociopaths are overrepresented not only in prison populations but also among CEOs and arguably billionaires. I've heard that uh, argument made. Maybe we should start by defining terms and let me know if you disagree with anything I just laid out. Well, psychopathy and sociopathy are virtually interchangeable terms, so for starters. So I think that that's important to just not, that's a, there is a distinction without a difference. One has to do with the effect on society in general, psychopathy, and the other is psychopathy is about individual relationships. But basically, they're the same thing, and the dynamic has to do with a person who has somehow learned to triumph over guilt. They don't feel guilt. They have learned to somehow not feel guilt. And Donald Trump is a great example of that. So when he was a child, as we know, he was building a little building block thing, and he asked his brother, who was two years younger, Robert, recently deceased from COVID, by the way, he asked him to lend him the building blocks so he could use those to help him with his tower that he was building. And, of course, once Trump had them, Donald had them, they became his. He owned them, and he glued them together so they were never going to be given back to his little brother. That's a form of early kind of psychopathy. It is a person without guilt. What They can take whatever they want. And it's always been this way. There have always been psychopaths in the world. There are so many psychoanalytic theories about them that I don't want to get into all of that. But basically, they are without guilt, and they can look you in the eye and be very seductive. 
And there are lots of CEOs. Some CEOs can be psychopaths because they can rise to the top without worrying or feeling inhibited or intimidated about hurting others or causing injury on their way to the top. I was told, and when I was a first-year resident at Harvard, very early on by the head of the department, we were all told at the same time, you don't become a psychiatrist until you lend a psychopath $5. And what Hmm. that meant was that you have to not just believe everything you hear and everything that a patient tells you. You have to be suspicious, but you have to have the experience of being seduced and tricked lending a psychopath $5. And you realize that there are people like that and that that can happen to you and that you need to start paying attention to people and not just believe everything you hear. People are so hungry for a leader. They're so hungry. I mean, look at the hunger for Obama when he ran for president. There was such a hunger for a person of integrity and who was a man of peace and articulate. I mean, forget about the racial part, but he was like a rock star. And he was he was just fantastic. People are hungry for that. I think there's a whole different group of people who have been hungry for a leader like Trump. They're not the same people who were hungry for Obama, but the people who were hungry for Obama were disappointed. But Obama was not a psychopath. He felt guilt. He was inhibited. He had other issues to deal with, which I wrote about in my book about him. But Trump is a psychopath. The other thing about them without guilt is that people who are psychopaths don't have the capacity for concern. He was never concerned about his injury that he did to his little brother, Robert. There is never a concern about the feelings of other people. They never say they're sorry. They are don't have empathy for other people's pain, which is why he has really not talked about people dying of COVID. And they can be inspiring because some of them can be very good leaders who can, I'm not good, but very inspiring political figures who can really get people excited and worked up. For instance, psychopaths hate rules even more than the rest of us do. And they really hate everything that's a rule or regulations. So many Republicans hate rules and hate regulations, but nobody hates them as much as Donald Trump. He just hates them. And so he taps into the part of us that hate them. And I think that that gives us permission to say, to hell with these rules. I don't have to do this anymore. To hell with political correctness. So psychopaths are very seductive that way, and they don't have any conscience. So the only thing they're worried about is getting caught. They don't feel guilt. So their behavior is not inhibited by concern for others. He's not concerned about hurting other people. And I really did want to get to this at some point in our interview today, because I think it's really important to be very clear that Donald Trump is a killer, is a murderer, and he is has no guilt about it, but he doesn't do it directly because he can stimulate other people to do it instead of him. He doesn't walk around with a gun, but he has a bully pulpit and he bullies people And he has essentially killed off the Republican Party in a way. They're all afraid of him. I don't know if he has the goods on them, like some kind of J. Edgar Hoover kind of thing, where he has a little dossier on every member of the party, or what. Or they're just afraid of being primaried by 
Trump fans, but the danger of psychopathy is they can inspire a tremendous amount of loyalty because they give people permission to hate regulations. So when you were saying about COVID, for instance, and you were saying the person responsible for the huge discrepancy between the deaths in America and the deaths in the rest of the world, a lot of that is because of the orange man, as you call him, in the White House. But it is because of that man who has given permission for all of us to have a certain kind of psychopathy, which is we shouldn't have to wear masks because that's control. We're Americans. Don't tread on me. That was our whole thing when the pilgrims came here. They didn't want to be told what to do. That's the Wild West. So he taps into the part of us that are rugged individuals that don't want to be told what to do. So wearing a mask is worse than wearing seatbelts. I mean, I grew up before there were seatbelts, so that's an acquired thing for me. Whereas, yeah, but I mean, the people who were under 40 or probably even under 50, I I don't want to age you here, but but people who are under 50 grew up with seatbelts. So for them, it's just normal when they take their driver's education, they just put on a seatbelt. Well, I don't know what little, I think little kids who put on masks will be much more easily uh, able to deal with uh, a future pandemic, God forbid, if it happens, because they won't resist it. They won't fight against it. But Trump taps in to the psychopathic part because we all have a little psychopathy. We might want to get some money, you know, in the old days when there were pay phones, if you got a little extra change, you know, you might take it and not put it back. Or if you want to park a little illegally, you could park a little illegally and people go over the speed limit. There's lots of little subtle rule-breaking things that people like to do. Cheat a little bit on their taxes, but not too much. Lots of people are like that. Trump taps into that part of everybody and gives permission for the psychopathic parts of us to flower and flourish and that's a real so he's, danger so he's that's kind of where the, the every man to the come in every person has a psychopathic part of themselves it's small hopefully but we all have a little bit of it and that's, i think that it's important to realize i mean it's a painful thing to say but i think that that's one of the things that trump is actually forcing many of us to look at our own inner Trump parts, the parts of us that have a little bit of him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Dr. Justin Frank is with us. We'll be back with our conversation with Dr. Frank right after this. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
So, Dr. Frank, I'd like to take this to the level of society, if I may, for a moment. Years ago, I met with uh, Professor Jack Forbes, a professor of Native American studies at UC Davis. He's now passed away. But he wrote a brilliant book called Columbus and Other Cannibals. And he said that when first contact happened, Native Americans were confronted with basically three choices because they were encountering European psychopaths. They could either run, which some did, they could surrender and hope to be treated with mercy, which many did, or they could fight back, in which case they became psychopaths themselves. They became their tormentors. I'm wondering, A, what you think of that, and B, how does psychopathy play out at the level of society and culture? The biggest problems has been for the people who were against Trump to end up using similar tactics to the ones he uses. And so we become like Trump. And one of the dangers of having to deal with a helpless situation where you're being controlled and tortured or dominated by a psychopath is sometimes the only way out of that is to become like them. It's sort of like if you can't beat them, join them. And I do think Nietzsche wrote a lot about this, about the danger of you know, political opposition, that you become like the person you oppose. And so people are very upset. Many people who are fine, shall we say, fine people to use Trumpster, but people, good Christians or people who are deeply concerned about other people, they find themselves hating him or they find themselves hoping that people around him die of COVID. Those are feelings that most people who are having them for the first time have never had consciously. And it's very disturbing because they feel guilty about it, whereas Trump doesn't give a damn about it. So the psychopath, the stories that, you know, you heard about Columbus and other cannibals, I think that's true. I believe that. And I think that it is about the only way to fight them is to fight them and set limits. And I think that's the hardest thing to do with Trump. Trump should not have had a lame duck period of being president. He's a destructive, evil killer. So I think that the one thing about him is that when I worked in the hospitals and when I worked on the inpatient service, the one thing that was very clear was that when you had out-of-control adolescents or when you had people who were causing some kind of riot, you had to step in and stop them. I mean, I don't think you need police brutality. And most of the people who were protesting, you know, over George Floyd and other things were not rioting. But with Trump, he needs to be stopped. And nobody's willing to do that. People are too afraid to do it. Or, and I think that we've always been afraid of that kind of violence that's required. For instance, what was required in the Palm Beach problem with the hanging chads in 2000 and people banging on the doors would have been for Al Gore to say, stop it. You cannot intimidate us while we're counting votes. Nobody did that. Right. People are afraid, so they kick the can down the road. Dr. Frank, how can America most effectively insulate itself against future psychopaths in the White House or in other, you know, high public office? Well, it's a complicated thing. I mean, first of all, 
people can insulate themselves. I don't know if you can insulate yourself, but if you can comment in public that you had been fooled, that you had been tricked. I'm not a big fan of Tom Friedman, for instance, but I really do admire him for saying that he made a mistake about Iraq and about believing Colin Powell and believing George Bush. I mean, he really was banging the drums for war in 2003 and four. But he finally admitted that it was a big mistake. He was fooled. He was wrong. That takes courage. I think that one of the things about psychopaths is that we either have to have been fooled and can admit it, like Neville Chamberlain probably never lent a psychopath $5, whereas Churchill probably did, so he knew that Hitler was a psychopath, whereas Neville Mm -hmm. Chamberlain hoped they could negotiate with him. And so he didn't understand that. He felt that we could work it out. But you can't negotiate with a psychopath. You have to accept the fact that you can't. Mitch McConnell is a psychopath. He's a classic psychopath, but he does it much more subtly than Trump does. But you can't negotiate with him. You can't. I mean, you think you can. He's a sophisticated psychopath. but, But he's a sophisticated psychopath. He's a subtle psychopath. He doesn't have an ounce of compassion. Do you think that the psychopathy tends to be tends to become like basically the price of admission to a political party when it gets captured by other psychopaths? Well, I think it does. I think the one thing that's great that Donald Trump has done for the Republican Party is wonderful that he said things that they've been afraid to say. He's overtly racist. He's overtly sexist. He's overtly a person who is, you know, a little bit like Reagan, only not nice. I mean, Reagan said government is the problem. That's what a psychopath does. The problem is my mommy or my daddy who tells me I have to do my homework. They're the problem. I'll do it if you don't tell me. I'll wear a mask on my own, but if you tell me to wear one, I'm never going to do it. Never. Do you think Reagan was a psychopath, or was he just a a really good actor who was saying the lines that that the billionaire class was was giving? I I think he was a psychopath. And I think there are some examples of that that we probably don't have time to go into. But but in terms of the way he talked about the uh, Salt One Treaty, somebody handed him a document of the SALT-1 treaty that he had lied about. And he looked at the document and he says to the other person, this is a forgery. That's a psychopath. He can't see the fact in front of him. I wanted to say something before we stop about the danger of projection, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Trump is always projecting. He's the pot calling the kettle black, all these things that we hear. And this is a very much of a technique that the Nazis used, that Goebbels wrote about, which is that you always tell people you are always on the attack and you actually attack other people for doing things you're doing. And I suddenly had this horrible thought that I just want to share with you or whoever is listening, that maybe all this talk about being robbed of the election and how Biden and the deep state stole the election suddenly made me think, is that a projection? Did he steal the 2016 election? Maybe that's Mm. what we're talking about. I never thought Hmm. about that until this last week, and it was bone-chilling thought, let me tell you. Yeah, nobody really seriously looked into those 10,000-vote margins in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin back in 2016. No, nobody did. 
because we trust. You don't become maybe a good political participant in our democracy until you lend a psychopath $5. Maybe it applies to all of us, not just the people who are in the, the psychiatric residency program. I think that there's a real fear of facing things like that because we don't want to face the parts of us that can be psychopathic. And so we assume that other people are like us. But the fact is that Trump is not like the rest of us. He really isn't. He's somewhat like a CEO, but he's not even like a CEO. He's really uh, like a mob boss more than anybody. Justin, you are one of the most brilliant people I know, and I'm so grateful that you came on the program with us to talk for an hour. Thank you. That's all for this week's Science Revolution. You can find the video portions of the Science Revolution on YouTube and check out our Facebook page. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.